We're the Nada Grande Boys. I'm Rodney Wood. And I'm Kyle Jackson. Welcome to the Nada Grande Outdoors podcast where we hunt it forward. Well, we're recording whether you're ready or not. <laughs> <laughs> ready or not, here we come. Everybody ready? Everybody ready? <laughs> Welcome back to Nada Grande Outdoors. We are sitting in the middle of some BLM property outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico. We're sitting in an undisclosed location. <laughs> <laughs> Can never know where we're at. With our new Hunt Forward participants. Yes, Ooh. and half of last year's. And half of last yeah. year's. Well, not better half. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we have Shay. Say hello, Shay. Hello, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to fit in just right. Just right. And we have Ryan. This is the sound of my voice. There you go. Now you know what he sounds like. And Emily is back with us again. She come out here to help us uh, whip our new Hunt It Forward candidates to, into shape. To break them in. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think uh, we want to kind of start out with uh, with Ryan and Shay and, and talk a little bit about uh, where they come from and kind of how we ended up where we're at. Um, a little bit about a little bit about about your background. I'll let you guys fight on, on who wants to go first. So right, and go. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I grew up in the hills of West Virginia. I grew up from a with a family that hunted and friends that did some hunting. I uh, did a little bit myself, but uh, once I headed off to college, it dropped off entirely. Um, I work in IT now. Um, I really I enjoy the outdoors. I do some fishing, a lot of hiking, a lot of camping. Um, and over the last couple of years, since we've started to work game into our diet, because we have enough friends that hunt now, nice. um, that's kind of been the desire, right? Get some more game in the freezer, add a little bit to the diet, and really just enjoy it. What um, What is your draw? What is your draw to that? To the game meat? Is it the I like I I'd like understanding where it comes from. Right. I I like being not far removed from acquiring it, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it's been uh, at least one step with someone else. Right. Um, you know, it's it's nice to it's nice to understand the path, right? The path's a little bit cleaner when it's not being uh, you know, raised for mass consumption, right? Shoved right. through an assembly line. And I don't know, there's something peaceful about being in the outdoors. Oh, the yeah. process you're kind of Absolutely. forced to shut up and sit back and enjoy the right <laughs> right i wish you'd tell that to my kids <laughs> <laughs> sorry i didn't understand it then either i think i stomped through the woods is the loudest thing and right. so there. how long has it been since you last hunted ryan uh so i'm 38 in a month and the last time i went on a hunt was probably 17 18 so nice. 20 years that's a that's a cool it's a good dynamic for us you know because what what R three is you know is is recruitment retention and reactivation um, and that's kind of what Hunt It Forward is and we're kind of focusing on a, a certain demographic you know ages twenty one to forty kind of deal right and that's our requirements for the program is that you either have never hunted before which is the case with both Emily and Adrian last last year and Shay this year or that you have um, not hunted in the past 10 or so years. Sure. So, so one being the first guy in the program and 
two uh, being the first one to be reactivated. Um, that's pretty cool because it gives us that other part of that dynamic that we're looking for. Still falling under 40, right. the trifecta. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then, so it was really interesting because uh, our, our how we met Ryan was fairly serendipitous and uh, pretty cool because we were following up with Emily and Adrian on that's you know the second part of the program for hunt it forward was took him hunting gave him a great experience and then we followed up this year before the deadline and and helped him put in for the draw and when we did that actually uh we've told this a little bit but uh we had some of the antelope that emily harvested antelope tacos antelope tacos that were delicious they were delicious and ryan and his girlfriend uh knew age or knew uh emily and we're over and had the dinner with us and we just started having a conversation and and it was just cool to see that carry on through someone who we've done it with before well, and, and, and it's that's the point i mean that's what we've been striving for what's on it forward and one of the cool things you know emily doesn't match the hunting demographic um until now. Until now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that's, I mean, that's perfect because that's what we wanted is somebody outside of the hunting demographic sure. to become a hunter and to understand hunting and realize that it's not just this bloody sport that we partake in, uh, that it's a natural thing. And, and that's the goal of Hunt It Forward is to get new people hunted in or interesting in hunted that will Inter- then in turn. Interesting in hunting. Interesting in hunting. In hunting. Hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me not talk. <laughs> get, get, get new people interested in hunting that will in turn get other new people interested Absolutely. in hunting. Sure. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly what a Hunt It Forward is. Um, and then also Adrian's got a cool dynamic for that too. Yeah. Because that's also exactly what we want to have happen. Yeah. But good job, Emily. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Well Star done, people, Emily. nice job. Right. My job is nice complete. Job. Shay, well, not really. Shay, give us a little bit of your background. Um, so I've never been hunting. I've been shooting off and on for the past several years and never really gave it a lot of thought. But I, in the last year or so, I wanted to try hunting. And I got connected through a friend of mine, Katie DiLorenzo, yes. and she got me in contact with uh, with these two awesome dudes. And we're gonna go try it out. Heck yes, we are. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, we met. We met Katie. Um, I met Katie. At. Uh, we talked to her on Instagram. Yep. And then I actually met her at the hunting expo in Las Cruces, and uh, just recognized her and was like, "Hey, I know you." And she's like, "I know you." And we got to talking. And we've been trying to do a podcast for a while, and we've actually got one scheduled for her really soon. Um, and that's going to be really cool. And, and she recommended you. Um, and it's just, you know, it's just neat how that works out, how Mm -hmm. those connections, um, grow. And that, that's what I like about hunting is the family environment that it does create. Now it also creates a get out of my spot kind of mentality. Um, but, but those who hunt together, you know, stay together. Stay together. They, they, they definitely <laughs> Shut do. up. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It's so. What's what's really interesting to me about about how we met Shay was, you know, you explained to Katie the 
and Katie's with the, the backcountry hunters and anglers. Mm-hmm. Um, and you explained to her what we were doing with Hunt It Forward, and she was really impressed with that and said, hey, I know somebody. Right. And <clears throat> I think it's really cool because you talked about the contacts that you make. Everybody has those. Everybody has somebody that they know, whether they've thought about it or not. There's somebody that they know that probably uh, is interested in hunting, whether they've expressed that or not. I know when we talked to Adrian and Emily, they both <clears throat> kind of, or at least uh, uh, Adrian had said, yeah, I, I tried to insert myself in, into somebody going hunting and, and it never happened. So that's what we want to we wanna promote that 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 hunt it forward initiative and thought process is there's there's contacts there's people that you know and it and if you think there's not there's probably people of people that you know right that are are at least somewhat peaked as far as as the interest and uh you know ryan's ryan's a fantastic example shay's a fantastic example of that um how those contacts bring kind of bring to fruition this fantastic idea called hunted forward right yeah so today we come out to um do some introductory shooting instruction uh safety instruction um and and both of you have shot before right i mean you've shot Mm -hmm. before and you've shot before but but um shay correct me if i'm wrong you weren't really um educated on all the different calibers and and how they were going to shoot and all of that stuff like that so today was kind of about just getting you um some experience behind some different calibers to kind of see what would fit best for you Mm -hmm. um to purchase as a hunting rifle correct correct yeah and so how would how was that how was that experience for you today well am i allowed to cuss because the first actual hunting rifle I shot, I'm pretty sure I said, holy shit, that thing's got some kick. <laughs> yes, you well, did. We, so we started them I, out with a 22 just to kind of get them used to the, the actual firing and stuff. And and then we moved to the 7mm 08, which uh, it had a lot more kick than I thought it was going to have. It did. Yeah. It did. I, I was... Um, for, for a round that everybody says is a great um, uh, female and youth round, that particular gun is not. Well, it, you know, it, it kind of just goes to show you that everybody has their preferences. And mm-hmm. we've talked to Ryan and Shay and Emily about this. Everybody has their preferences. So one of the first questions that they asked uh, when we got out here is, you know, what's the best round for this? Or what's the best round for that? And we go... Ah, yeah, you know, don't ask. Amazing, cease and desist. Amazing how quickly you walked away from that conversation. <laughs> it is such, uh, you know, you'll learn this as you go through your life as a sportsman and you become more, more involved in it and have more conversations with more people. It's people, a lot of people don't allow for personal preference mm-hmm. when they're talking about this stuff. They speak in certainties. Yeah. yeah. This is what it is. It, only, it's objective. The to only them. good yeah. rifle for elk is a 308. And that's just not true. There's a lot of good rounds for elk. Um, a 270, here's a perfect example. A 270 is one of the most widely used calibers of rifle out there. I don't like a 270. Mm-hmm. I own a 270. It's not my favorite round. I prefer um, a 30 06 or a 308. Um, 
like I'm just not a fan of a 270. There's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. I just don't particularly like the round. Sure. But that, yeah, that illustrates the point that we're trying to make about personal preference. He'd heard, you know, I'd never even heard about a 7mm 08, so I didn't have anything to go off of, but Rodney had been told by multiple people, oh yeah, that's a great youth and and, uh, and round for for girls that are looking to get, get into hunting or your wife or whatever it is. And not... <clears throat> but... Until you try it yourself, you don't know. You don't know, sure. and and uh, I actually think uh, probably the two forty three is you know a lighter recoil than that, than that seven millimeter eight. But it could have been the gun. It could have been the ammo. You just never really know. It could have been the gun. There was a lot of percussion off of that. Thing. Yeah, a lot of percussion. I was kind of surprised. So. But, that's why it's really important to allow for that personal preference and to try different stuff. You know, we brought a span of calibers out here to kind of just give you guys an idea of how each one feels and how we had lever action, we had different actions, lever action, um, semi-automatic, bolt okay. action, and so just... We- give you a, a good broad view of what there is out there but um, it really boils down to how comfortable you are with what you decide to go with mm-hmm. and uh, I told this story to for sure Ryan I probably told it to, to, to Shay you know we had an impromptu hunt where I got to go uh, shoot a Barbary and took my 270 which is Arguably not the best round to go after Barbary. They're notoriously hard animals to kill. But the way that we did it, we got in close. I got within 80 yards. I made a great shot, uh, shot placement right behind the shoulder. Um, and that that animal went 25 yards and was dead. And so um, it's not about specifically, there. it plays into it, but it's not specifically about you know, there's not this magic round that is going to do things for you. You have to do the work. You have to do the practice, be familiar with your firearm, know the limitations of what your firearm and your caliber can do, and then compensate for that if you are in the situation where you want to make that work. Yep. So we shot we shot a lot of round, like you said, a lot of different calibers today. We didn't shoot a lot of rounds uh, out of but we wanted to give them the experience of shooting each one. So we shot, you know, we started with the 22. Uh, Which they all loved. Of course, of course. Everybody does. Everyone's uh, favorite gun. <laughs> we moved up to the 7mm uh, 08, and that's that's when we got shade of cuss. Uh, <laughs> Just glad I wasn't the first one to get cussed. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what really sucked. So I was filming that, but I was—I I like to do, you know, I like to vary my, my shots, and so that one I was filming slow mo. Uh-huh. So I either didn't—I either didn't get <laughs> her cussing, or I got her cuss. saying. She goes, talking well. She got her saying. Right. So. Um, and then we shot the uh, 6.5 Creedmoor, and. Um, the 270. Yep. And uh, 30 out six. Mm-hmm. 
and a .223. Yes. Right. Are those all the calibers that we shot today? I'm pretty sure that's all the calibers yeah. we shot. Yeah. Um, and again, just a bunch of different actions across a bunch of different rifles. Mm -hmm. uh, open sights with the .22 and then 7mm and then 08, and then we introduce them to the optics on the other guns, uh, which is a totally different dynamic. Yes. Yeah. Totally changed the way that I was holding it, totally changed the way that I was approaching the sight. Like, yeah, really every one of those. And, and each one was a little bit different, too. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. They both shot great. Um, really happy with the, with the way that both of you shot. Um, Shay, what were your impressions of the calibers? What uh, You were talking to me earlier about what you liked. Tell me what you liked and why. My favorite was the 6.5 Creedmoor and the 270. I liked the kick on the 6.5 and the 270 was a lot more steady because of the weight. Mm -hmm. So I think um, going forward I'm going to look for a heavier 6.5 Creedmoor because it's good to use, like you said, it's really versatile and good for cow elk. Mm -hmm. So, but uh, they were all really fun. Yeah. that. Uh so like you're talking about getting heavier that that 6.5 that we have is pretty light um and that also adds to the kick so a heavier gun is going to have less kick as well so by get, taking that 6.5 um, and putting it on a heavier platform uh, that you can stabilize better it'll also have less kick than that one even did now we talked about it a little bit earlier um the trade-offs that you have i was talking mainly about about your calibers and, and as you go up in, in bullet weight and caliber size then you can go farther out but you have trade-offs in the kick and the recoil. It's the same thing uh, with the 6.5 Creedmoor if you put it on a heavier uh, a heavier frame there are trade-offs. You're going to have a lot less kick uh, but then you also have to carry that weight down to the field. Yeah, yeah. So those are all things that you, you have to consider and, and yep. this is I mean this is just the Every, every bit of this is why why it's so important for if you're trying to get somebody new into hunting that you take them every step of the way because it's so involved. Yes, yes, it is. And and and, and it's daunting, right? If you're right? Out, sure. if you're yeah. completely outside of this, right? I mean, it's been 20 years since, and you know, we can throw numbers around and there's familiarity, but like, you know, right? completely outside of this, it really helps to have knowledgeable people bring you back into it and kind of reintroduce you to concepts that you have a vague awareness of and, and take you through a, what could be sometimes, at least from the outside, a convoluted process, right? Yeah, and and Ryan, we were talking about, when we were talking about the calibers and the trade-offs, and Ryan said, well, is there a chart where I can cross-reference that? No. There, there are charts <laughs> where you can cross-reference that. But it's not going to help you yeah, anymore because because I mean, there's so much more involved in it. Yeah, you know? yeah. there's a lot. Of, I mean, just talking about the the calibers for you know acceptable for deer, antelope, and elk. Right? There's a lot of overlap, and Absolutely. that's only going to get you so far as well. This is the size of the animal I'm hunting. This is the minimum size that I want a gun that I want to hunt with. Like this is where I, the range I want to be, but you still have to get your hands on it and kind Absolutely. of understand how it feels. Yeah. So, so many things go into it. And that's why, um, you know, just what, what you're hunting. That's why so many people have so many different opinions. You know, it, it depends on not, not just what you're hunting, but where you're hunting. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we did a deer hunt last year where 
I was not expecting to be shooting at anything really inside of two, three hundred yards because it's all open country, long shots. And I proved that by the, by the distance that I took my deer at, you know, so you need a gun in that sense that can really reach out there. Um, and so you could end up hunting in the mountains where it's a lot of brush and a 30-30 lever action is your best choice because of, of the terrain you're hunting. So there's so many different things. Mm-hmm. Like Kyle said, whether how far are you going to be carrying that thing? You know, Dedon carried that monstrous 18-pound freaking 6.5 Creedmoor for five miles and liked to have killed him. <laughs> you know, so there's trade-offs on all of it. For sure. What, what were... What were your favorites, so, uh, Ryan? I mean, just shooting at, at range, the 6.5 was really comfortable because of the weight. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess I hadn't even put thought into the fact that you've got to haul this monstrosity. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and the 30-06 was comfortable. The 270 was comfortable as well. Um, I think the 30-06 may be a little bit lighter. It's hard. It is. There's it so is. many, like, sequentially like that. Um, you know, it's it's hard to pinpoint yeah. exactly which one I enjoyed more than the others. But you know, the thirty odd six for what it'll give you and the weight of it seems like a pretty utilitarian choice. Absolutely, and that's a good choice of words for that. Is it? It's very utilitarian because it's a very common round. It's easy to get ammo, um, and for the most part, that's a very common platform mm. uh, for big game hunting. Is a thirty odd six. Yes. Uh, you know, <clears throat> without getting down into a rabbit hole, you know, you're not going to be doing 500, 600 yards shooting out to a thousand with a 30 out six. Sure. Simply because it's a heavier bullet, it doesn't have the punch and weight that like a 300 Win Mag might. But, like you said, when you think about a good all around utilitarian type of round and gun, you're right on the money. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's kind of what we tried to do here. Which we didn't bring out anything that's absolutely crazy uh, specific because really when you get into hunting, that's what you want is to find something that's fairly common, fairly standard across the board that works for your needs. Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. And those common rounds, you know, the, the, the 3030 or 270 or 243, your 30 out six, your 308. You're gonna find those ammunition for those calibers anywhere. You know they're they're common. Um, so does that commonality? Do you also have to worry about if it's too common um, the quality of no. the the ammunition you're purchasing? I mean, obviously, like different manufacturers are yeah, gonna have I mean, different quality. For the most part, no, because like you were talking about, those are fairly common. Um, calibers that run across all different types of, of platforms of firearms. Um, for the most part, you're going to have good quality ammunition from, from most of your manufacturers. There are certain ammunition uh, that's obviously lower quality. Uh, stuff I had, we were shooting um, kind of Wolf brand 223. Mm-hmm. Um, but it actually had brass. There's some of that wolf and bear, some Russian-made ammo that has steel instead of brass. Instead of brass for the casings. Okay. That's a little bit lower quality ammo. You can't reuse the brass. You can't reuse the casing. 
um, and oftentimes it's just a cheaper made ammo. Okay. Doesn't mean it's going to shoot significantly different um, because, like I talked about with bullet weight, if you're if you're matching your ammo to your gun like you should be, and you figure out a bullet weight and a type of ammo that you like, it's if you stick with that, you're going to be pretty good. Okay. Uh, it's all about consistency. Sure. So if you're buying three different types or three different brands of even the same round weight weight everything everything they still may even shoot a little bit differently it's not going to vary a ton but there's but still it is variance gonna be that's going to be added and so consistency is your best friend sure so <clears throat> we didn't talk about it out there but uh i think it's really important to mention here that you make sure that if you know Full metal jacket is great for practice, and if you're just trying to get rounds through a gun, get used to the gun, um, those are great to use. But when you actually sight in before you go hunting, you want to use the same rounds that you're going to use when you're out hunting because they're going to shoot, shoot a certain way. Sure. So yeah. it's really important. Um, like I said, ton of different rabbit holes we could get into there, but uh, as far as as far as just understanding that you're matching your ammo to your gun and you stay consistent with what you've got, I think you're gonna be, you know, really good. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna come back hopefully again prior to the hunt and do uh -huh. do another more specific sight in with the guns that you guys are gonna use on the hunt. Um, this was just a broad introduction and kind of a reintroduction for, yeah. for Ryan into uh, what you may have vaguely known but possibly forgot, so. Mm -hmm. um, so, so we've went through we went through this initial stage where where we've done the shooting. Um, like Kyle said, we're going to talk about um, coming back um, and doing some actual sighting in with your hunting rifles, um, and then we're going to start prepping for the hunts. And uh, once we figure out what species we're going after and stuff like that, um, we'll start doing some more detailed preparation. But so from this point going forward, do y'all have y'all have any questions on? especially with Emily here, uh, she's a great resource because she's been through it, on what to expect, uh, what's coming, what you might need to do, what, you got any cool questions for us? I don't have any outstanding questions, though, uh, you know, my understanding last year was that it was pretty cold when you guys went, so, yeah. It was really cold. <laughs> I, Emily's mentioned that more than anything else. But. Oh, yeah, I could, like, feel the coldness coming up through the bottom of my shoes. <laughs> 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 but it'll be because we have a December hunt again, so it was good practice yeah. too for that. And yeah. I might bring like warmers, toe warmers this time. There you go. There you go. There you go. I've, I've seen people wear electric socks. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stand it. That's that sounds like something you find on like a TV commercial. Yeah, like for 4 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, you know, that's actually a, a pretty good point uh, to make. Is that. That, that hunt preparation is really key uh, outside of just, you know, getting ready for getting ready, getting your rifle ready and and all that, making sure that you have uh, the correct gear. And it doesn't have to be expensive gear. You don't have to go out and spend a million dollars to get the gear that you need, but but you do need some... Half a million, maybe. What? Half a million, maybe. Half a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you could easily do it. You could easily do for it. For the amount of variation and quality yeah. and price that's out there easily do yeah it. but you can get by with it with with you know something that's not 
sit kick gear and and if you don't know that's really top of the line really expensive type of gear uh, you can still get good stuff uh, and be ready for the hunt without being without breaking the bank we advocate yeah. for the big steel borrow type of sure. situation and that emily has some experience in that yeah. you know she borrowed a bunch of camel from adrian yes yeah i feel like she gave me all of my stuff <laughs> my, my shoes backpack like definitely if you're trying to get in that's what you need yeah yeah, yeah. I know I did it. I come from a hunting family, and you know I hunt. I started out with a whole bunch of hand-me-downs. You know, hand-me-down bows, hand-me-down knives, hand-me-down uh, camo, whole nine yards. So it takes a lot of years to, to build up. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm 42, 43. How old am I? 43, I think. How did I know? I think I'm 43. I'm 43, and uh, I've been hunting since I was like 12. Wow. And so all of those years, and kind of my rule of thumb is for every hunt I go on, I purchase a new hunting item. Doesn't even have to be, it can be very small, you know, um, but for every hunt I go on, I purchase one new hunting item. And that's kind of how I've built up my, my hunting supplies. Yeah, and if you have the ability get good stuff to start with because it's going to last you long, longer sure. um, but uh, you may have to pick and choose uh, one thing we absolutely advocate for is if you're going to spend money make sure you spend it on a good set of boots boots and a good backpack and the boots the boots are um, one of the most important things because you can ruin a hunt with a poor set of boots real quick because if you trash your feet you're not going to want to walk anymore, and if you're not walking, you're not hunting. Yep. Shay, do you have any questions? Yeah, some. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be just for me. It can be for anyone. Anybody, yeah. <laughs> She's like, don't pick on me. I know. <laughs> I know. What's your favorite thing to hunt? My favorite thing to hunt is mule deer, hands down. And why? Is it because they're personalities and um the way we hunt them uh and and just uh, the way we hunt them one i love stalking animals um and two just the way they look um they're just a majestic creature to me and uh i love to eat them star <laughs> word for rodney majestic <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um and it's hard to narrow that down if that's really hard to narrow that down because well, if, if you if you said let's say you said you could only hunt one animal the rest of your life what would it be um i would probably say elk solely for the reason that it is just exhilarating whenever you can hunt them in the rut and they're just they come in and they bugle so in your face. Oh, so yeah. just amazing. Yeah, and if so, if I was to say what's the coolest, um, what's the coolest, like, scenario in hunting, it's a big bugling bull coming in on you. Yeah, that is just way cool. But you know, one of the things about hunting is nostalgia, and um, I just I, you know, I grew up eating fried elk or fried deer steak at my aunt's house and to me there's just if i could only eat one thing for the rest of my life 
that's what it's going to be. So I'm going to have to up mule deer. That's going to be orcs for me. Yeah, I, I, I got, to, I got to eat orcs for the first time this year it's at Adrian's, so uh, and it is delicious. It's, it's yeah, really orcs? well. So Alex had had got yeah, Alex, Alex got, got to, to do her orcs hunt. Yeah. So we yeah, so that was my so first experience with it. It was it, yeah, it's delicious. It it's is. really lean. It's yeah, it's got a really good flavor. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't draw an orcs tag. No, no, you're talking. Just don't have the luck, huh? You know, I, I draw on a system, and I, we have, we have I, I say we have great luck drawing tags. Um, I put us in in a way that maximizes our odds, mm-hmm. and we have been very fortunate. Mm-hmm. But as far as Oryx goes, I have never drawn an Oryx tag. Mm. There's no system that I can use, that anybody can use to, to increase their odds any more than I have. And still I not. just can't draw one. But you know, so you be sound, it. I draw a lot of other stuff. Those there. No, I'm not whining. Never I'm, well, I'm not blaming anybody. Yeah, it's yeah. it, it, the, the state is not hoarding my money yeah, and yeah. trying to keep me from hunting <laughs> and giving the tags to non-residents. Just, I don't believe that for a second. I just haven't been fortunate enough to draw one. Right. Yeah, just merely lamenting your bad luck. Yeah. That's all yep. I'm doing. Yeah. So is that? Do you guys have? Is that your like? Like if you? Is there something you haven't hunted that you? like to hunt that you really like oh yeah like you've got list. one bucket shot list. oh yeah yes. yeah what's your bucket list mountain goat mountain goat yeah. really his is mountain goat and mine is uh is moose yeah mm-hmm. huh. so I've, I've got a fear of heights natural field fear not oh. really a fear of heights but a fear of falling yeah so you killing know? the mountain goats um, like uh it's like representation of killing the fear right? yeah exactly <laughs> and they're cool animals they, yeah they're beautiful just like jitters man just thinking about it i'm like Ugh. Yeah. Getting up on them mountains because you got to get up there to get I think, them. I think it'd be cool to take a mountain goat and make some woolly shaps out of it. Uh. Uh, I got a nice white woolly shaps. I get a mountain goat and I'm, I'm going to send the hide to clay. <laughs> so, yeah, those, everybody's kind of got those and sure. everybody's different. But uh, uh, the other one I really like, and it's, you know, not out of reach. Uh, I would love to go hunt caribou. I think they are just awesome creatures. I, see now i would like now taxonomy they're the same species mm-hmm. um but i would love to go hunt mer- mountain caribou but as far as going out to you know brooks range or something like that in alaska yeah i mean i would do it don't get me wrong i was, I was gonna say eh. i would do it and i would love it um i would rather go hunt mule deer in idaho well. than go hunt caribou in alaska hmm. if i was you know intending intending to go do something um, but now if I get to go, um, hunt caribou in Alaska whilst shooting a moose in Alaska, that's a whole different. It's like the turducken of hunting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so Ryan, you have hunted before. What, what have you hunted? Uh, whitetail, um, squirrel. Squirrel. Yeah. Squirrel. That, you know, you talk about like... I grew up eating fried deer steak as well, but squirrel too, right? You know, squirrel season would come through. We'd have like an entire family of people bringing in squirrel and cleaning squirrel at my grandmother's. It's a big deal back east. It's yeah. Well, they're like pigeons. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's delicious. I they're, I miss that a lot. Squirrel you, gravy. Squirrels yeah. that you kill up in our mountains, you'd have to kill a dozen of them. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them. They're, they're just, skinny. They're just little, little, little bitty guys. Yeah. 
in West Virginia, it's all acorns everywhere. Yeah, they're fat. They're good to go. Things. And Shay, what what do you think you'd like to hunt in the future? Probably an antelope or a deer. Antelope or a deer. But I'll take what I get. There you go. Well, she's gonna fit in nicely. She's gonna. Fit in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and you're exactly right. That's the goal. Is is you know what we advocate is um, hunting. You know, it doesn't matter when, it doesn't matter where, it doesn't matter what for. Uh, to be out there in in the country, you know, in nature, um, in the pursuit of wild game. Yeah what we advocate so yeah it, you're exactly right it and that's, have and, that's, and that's really the kind of the bigger picture of hunting hunt it forward where we'd like to get is you know get those connections so that if, if we get somebody come through and say man i would just really love to hunt pheasant sweet i've got a guy in kansas who can take you pheasant sure. hunt, you right know? yeah um but it, it's the really neat thing about hunt it forward and about not a grande since we've started this we have expanded our world immensely you know yes. um, we want to try as much as possible we went grouse hunting last year I, and I've never been grouse hunting yeah. uh, I would love to you know find some place to go hunt some pheasants some quail uh, just just for the simple fact of it gets me outside uh -huh. um, I've got a friend uh, and, a, and a co-worker down in, in Silver City who's been talking about he's been uh, laying out a trot line for catfish and I thought, why the crap aren't I doing that? Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I, I should be catfish. laying trot line out, and you go check them once a day, and you have a good, steady, you know, food source. Sure. Mm -hmm. um, I hadn't got to it yet, just because it's been June. June has been absolutely nuts for me, but um, oh, I absolutely, absolutely have the intention of getting some trot lines out before hunting season comes along, because I want to put some some good catfish in the, in the freezer. I love. Some fish tacos, uh, limb, fried I catfish. Do, I've done a lot of trot lining, but I, I've, I also like to, uh, we call it limb lining. So you take a, like a bike inner tube, mm -hmm. tie it around the trunk of a tree, kind of up high, and it's just got like two hooks on it instead mm -hmm. of the you know 10 or 12 or 40,000. Up to 25. Yeah, that a regular trot line has. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and it's nice because it's, it's kind of like... Uh, kind of like trapping you know we do we do a lot with with uh, my brother Ty who's an avid trapper it's kind of like that it's something that you can leave out there but it gets you outdoors every day because you got to go check it every single day yeah, it gets but you out there twice. It, it's it's kind of a you know people talk about passive income that's what it is yeah. it's passive income it's just something that you can leave out there and go check and boom passive food I've source. got food yeah. you know so that's something that, that I've been meaning to do this summer. And so anything that, that really uh, gives us the opportunity to kind of get out and about and in the outdoors is something that we are we are interested in. So. so, Emily, last year you hunted antelope with us. Yes. And this year you drew an elk tag. Yes. How excited are you? I'm excited. I'm very excited. I'm nervous because, yeah, it's a lot bigger of an animal. So. A lot bigger of an animal. I know, yeah, like antelope is like, it's a great first hunt because it's so manageable and like everything yep. is, yeah, smaller. And even just like what, I didn't have to buy a freezer because it fits in my freezer. But this year I might. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you might. So, so, pretty much one hindquarter of an antelope, 
or of, of a elk is going to be about the size of the antelope that you shot. Yeah, so. <laughs> and you've got to do that four times. So yes. and potentially more if we both. Yeah. Yes. Go well, on. and you and you and you, uh, it's very possible that you do, uh, that you will because that's a, a pretty manageable, doable hunt to yeah. succeed yeah. at. Well, and that's you know, coming back to us mentoring them through the process, I think that was one of the one of the considerations that we had. Uh, Adrian will have just just had her her baby, um, mm -hmm. and so one is there. You know, they wanted a, a fairly close proximity to uh, decent lodging because she she has that that complication or that uh, dynamic to deal with. But also, we were looking at places where uh, they could maximize their chances of, of harvesting an animal while minimizing the distance they are from a, from a, a major road that they can actually get it to. And I think uh, where they drew is a really fantastic area for that because there's lots of elk in that area. Uh, but there's also plenty of roads that you can get to get to the animal if you get it down. Yeah. Um, now they're still probably gonna have to do some packing because it's you can't drive it's on state land so you can't drive off road to get it. But uh, there's plenty of crossroads and, and through roads and you know a you spider web of roads in there that you can get close. So you're not gonna have to pack out five miles because they can always call us. We'll be close. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but it's. Those are those, you know, talking to Ryan and Shay, those are those considerations that you, there's so many things and that's why we want to make this a two and three year process of mentoring you through this because those complexities can overwhelm somebody. Yeah, yeah. and it, it for, for certain, like Kyle said, two or three year process, you know, it's not just going to be this year that, that yeah, you guys are stuck with us for a bit. You know, next next <laughs> yeah, year we're, we're very happy about isn't that. The right word. Yeah, <laughs> also, you're stuck with us. Yeah, also, we're in the middle of that. nowhere. Telling us we're stuck with you may not be the right? most like <laughs> right? calming. Um, yeah, you know. So next year, next year we'll go through the same thing that we did with Emily and Adrian. We'll we'll sit you guys down. We'll go through the proclamation. Teach you how to read the proclamation. How to understand the rules and regulations of hunting here in New Mexico. Good. Um, and we'll walk you through the draw process and how how that works and what you're looking for and that at that point y'all will put in for what you want to put in for you know this year you're kind of um you know what you can get sure um next year you'll you'll put in for for what you want where you want and um hopefully you'll be lucky enough to or fortunate enough to draw and then you know we'll we'll help you throughout the year as much as we can it'll be pretty cool yeah I, i'm excited about this because it you know after a you know the process of going through this and going to applying for the tag and you know dealing with you i'm sorry did i say dealing with being with you guys <laughs> for a couple of years um you know i really hope to turn this into you know something i can do with friends back yes. home that i've lost connection with right just kind of yep be able to every couple of years look at making a fishing trip or a hunting trip sure. somewhere and, that's the goal know, turn it into something memorable that um, is the goal yeah. and once y'all are proficient enough um, you can do the same thing and pass it on to somebody else. Yeah, that's the goal. That's that's what Hunt It Forward is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. I like the principles. You guys are doing a good thing. That's all the time we have. Any last thoughts? Final thoughts? Or you got to say something, Shay? I want to hunt turkey. 
We can, we do, can that. do that. We can do <laughs> that. We 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 can we can do that this fall. Yes, you want to go on a fall turkey hunt? We'll take you on a fall turkey hunt. I, I think it'd too. be <laughs> I think it'd be really fun to put a turkey on Thanksgiving table. Heck yes. Come on over. Yep. Um, we get just the spot. Wild turkey, not wild turkey, but wild turkey. I like wild turkey. Wild, it, wild, wild turkey good. with wild not turkey. The, I think I'm going to make the statement that's going to apply to either or, but just delicious. Yeah, like, right. It's so much better than farm raised. Yes. I think we can, I definitely think we can make that happen. Absolutely. Emily, words of wisdom? Well, I just, yeah, sit back and enjoy the ride, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's not the right last. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that works. I like that. That works? Yep. Okay. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm just really excited about the prospect of getting out and seeing, you know, seeing antelope in the wild, getting the chance to, to bring one in. You know, yeah, this is, I'm very excited. Awesome. Good deal. We are extremely excited. Um, just the taste of, of success that we've had with Adrian and Emily uh, just spurs us on to, to do more. It's yep. just amazing. And actually starting to see some other uh, people doing the same thing. And it's, it's just really cool to see. So. Good. Good. We will keep you posted through the journey, and uh, it's, yeah, these guys are going to fit in perfect. Going to be great. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Adios. Adios. You say Adios. 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 <laughs> <laughs>